This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to the 198th episode of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we're trying this video thing again. Hopefully it works out a lot better than last time. At least we have backup this time so that the audio version isn't screwed up too if this one doesn't work, but... Yeah, so it's also been a month since uh, we did our Game of the Year kind of special. Um, the actual big version is on the website with like a year in review before it. Mark and I and uh, Daniel wrote all the blurbs. Uh, some of the list changed from the podcast, so if you want to go check it out, it'll be in the uh, description of the show, wherever it is that you listen and watch it. Uh Again, uh, we are the official video games podcast at W2Net.com and, of course, in association with Last Word on Life of Mania.com as well. And, my gosh, it's been a month, so it's 2019 now, and there's crazy news everywhere happening constantly. Yep. Uh, Mark, I mean, anything in your time off that you – feel like you you need to say anything uh i played and beat shadow the terminator and that was a bad game (laughs) yeah one of the things that got knocked off uh the list not just yeah the game itself is fine but the story was terrible that is uh that's not a great end to a trilogy i think people were excited about yeah yeah certainly i think well, we'll get into what we played, uh, which both of us, two of us, we've been playing two of the same game, uh, so that's going to be interesting to talk about when we get to that, as well as uh, some other things, but there's three. so much, three? A certain demo. Oh, yes, a certain, that's right, a demo of a game that is coming out on Friday that I'm sure everybody is freaking uh, excited about. Um, I didn't know I was excited about it until I played the demo, so uh, we'll get in that in a little bit. But uh, like I said, I, I we're just going to start somewhere and go from there. Uh, might as well uh, begin with EA deciding that this Star Wars game that they have now canceled. This is I don't know how many Star Wars games they've canceled. There's at least been what three. Since EA's had the deal since 2013. Yeah, they canceled that Amy Hennig one. And I think they canceled one other one. 
uh, that was like not officially announced or anything, but they canceled Star Wars thirteen thirteen. No, Lucas canceled that. Yeah, Lucas. Well, the Disney deal canceled that. Yeah, and then EA got them. Battlefront two came out. They canceled the EA Motive one that Jay yeah. Raymond was working on. Yeah, that, that was the Amy Hennig one. And then they kept assets from the Amy part of the Amy Hennig one and put it into Vancouver and then or put it into Visceral and then Visceral got closed and it got put into Vancouver. No, Amy so. Hennig was at Visceral. Yeah. Along with Jade Raymond. Uh, that, that's when they got closed down and put into EA with Vancouver or whatever the fuck it was. And then this actually never like officially got a name. It had it was called Project Orca. Yeah. And it was supposed to be an open world Star Wars game. It was not coming along fast enough for them. They wanted it by twenty twenty. And this wasn't going to come out for like, t- like 2021, 2022 at the rate they were going. So now the Respawn game is coming and they're hoping that that one's ready by the time that they want it. So yeah. Fourth time is a charm, hopefully. I guess. I mean, we don't really know much about the Respawn one. Uh, it's, it's the uh, Jedi Fallen Order game yo will kyle katarn be the main character (laughs) we'll see but i mean you would think with all this if not before then e3 they've got to have something on fallen order or people are really going to start questioning what where that's going um i think andrew wilson's like on the record saying he didn't really want to be saddled with the star wars license he kind of just kind of came into it they're a new CEO yeah. Well, I think it was Kotaku said, like, Frank Jabot and, like, some other EA big guy like, mm. negotiated the deal. And then when they left, he was kind of left with it. Yeah, he kind of had to just start dealing with it. And they have this until, unless, like, another deal that we're going to talk about gets cut short, they have the, to deal with this till 2023. So, I mean, yeah. you know what's really funny, though, is Andrew Wilson, I think he said, like, oh, he wants to focus on... EA original properties. Right. And it's like, dude, your money comes from FIFA and Madden. Like, imagine if the NFL said, like, fuck you, you can't make another Madden or you can't make another football game from us. Like, how screwed would EA be? I don't know that they would do that. But, yeah, I mean, they they would be kind of... They'd be... Yeah, or imagine, like, I don't think... is there like a, like a football or a soccer governing body? Yes, FIFA is technically a governing body, but you know I they're mean, pretty corrupt. <laughs> you can say the same thing about like FIFA. Like, imagine if like Ubisoft just gave a billion dollars to buy you know the FIFA license for ten years. Like EA would be screwed. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially if they took all the licenses, but you know they'd be taking all the licenses with them. And because EA, EA doesn't have any license properties anymore. Except for Battlefront, or Battlefield, whatever the fuck it's called, and that yeah. bombed horribly last year. Basically, but I mean, they're able to live off what what they know how to do. So yeah. they're smart in that aspect, and 
hey, you know, when you can make ultimate team games out of everything and, and make it work, then it is what it is there. But I kind of understand Andrew Wilson in a way, like focus on stuff you can make yourself and you don't have to deal with all the the hierarchy and the Disney and Lucasfilm and everything else that you have to deal with to make one of those games. So, Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, one of the I one of my things is trying to read more books this year, and I read uh, Jason Schreier's uh, Bud Sweat and Pixels I'm, and the I'm Last Chapter. I'm listening are? to the audio book of that now. <laughs> oh, you are the last chapter deals with Star Wars thirteen thirteen. Yeah, and they talk about how every little thing that they had to do with that game, George Lucas had to approve. And they would keep giving them stuff to put in the game. And it would make it harder and harder and harder for them to do. And well, they went through it anyway. One of the Jason Trier things he said, or one of the things he talked about was like, Bioware has wanted to make a KOTOR 3, but EA mm-hmm. won't let him do it. And it's like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> That's weird, too, especially after Disney said that that stuff's not canon, so they could kind of just do whatever they want with that. Yeah. So there's less stuff that they have to deal with going that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand that one either. Because it could literally, it'd be a lot easier to, you know, if you just said, oh, it's, you know, thousands of years in the past, you can just do whatever you want. Like, who cares? Yeah, you would think that they would want that kind of freedom, but I guess maybe there's more to that than just EA as well. Also, EA seems to want them to work on, you know, at the time they wanted to do more Mass Effect and uh, Dragon Age, and we'll see where Anthem goes. We're only uh, less than a month away from Anthem, so. Uh, Uh, I don't have great feelings about Anthem. (laughs) I don't know about you. I'm sort of intrigued, but it just really looks a lot like Destiny. And uh, well, this people have loved that at times. It just yeah. as as we'll talk about, there's meddling uh, going on there. But you hope that the respawn one will work, and you'll finally get a Star Wars game that's not Battlefront related, and maybe doesn't have microtransactions <laughs> messing oh, I- it up. I mean, I can anticipate it'll be a first-person shooter. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Which is like I, the most boring thing you can do with that franchise. I wish it wouldn't, though. That's why the open world thing was, you know, and I, I, that Star Wars 1313 was another sort of like, like well, letting you kind of do something different. Well, it's weird. I think the Kotaku thing said, like, the past three uh, canceled Star Wars games were all like headed by a rogue or you know some bounty hunter. And yeah. Like, what? There are more jobs in that universe than bounty hunter. Hey, oh, well, you know, George I, Lucas. I want to be a Star Wars. There to be a Star Wars gamer like a droid repair guy. You would think though at that point, like right, we're just let's have multiple Star Wars projects and let people have different fantasies in that Star Wars universe. Doesn't yeah. instead of doing the same one, but I guess they want to go with what's proven and 
that's how EA works. Very much like, uh, I guess you could say, someone very much like EA and Activision that also goes with a let's do what's proven, let's do what we know. And they tried to do that much, uh, much of the same with Destiny. Uh, Destiny had a, you know, Bungie had a 10-year deal with Activision until this week when they were separated, much like Bungie was separated from Microsoft back in the day uh, with Halo. Um, I think this is the first time in history that a studio has been separated from a major publisher twice. twice. Yeah. (laughs) And both times they were sipping champagne and happy about it. So let's see if the third time... Uh, is not the charm, or, or is the charm for Bungie? <laughs> it can get bought up by act by uh by Activision or by uh, EA. Yeah, oh, interesting well. that Phil Spencer was like the first one to comment on on Bungie, like officially announcing the thing and saying that he was happy to work again with uh with Bungie on one of their favorite franchises. Well, I'm sure because like three four three studios hasn't done great by halo yeah like, halo 5 seemed okay but it mm. seemed to kind of just come and go halo 4 was really good and then halo, halo 5 kind of <laughs> still... i thought i thought they did odst and reach and then 4 was them i can check you might be right let me check yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. halo 4 was okay uh but Halo, Halo 5, 5 just had a lot of... They tried to smash too much new stuff in there, and... Uh, I think I saw some news story a few days ago that they released a patch for Master Chief Collection. Like, there's still trying to fix that fucking, fucking thing. Yeah, that multiplayer, I don't think it's ever going to be right. But, <laughs> well... I, I mean, at least, that's the thing. That's what I'm wondering uh, in this whole thing is... Will they kind of do what it seems like Microsoft is doing with Halo in that, okay, where it's not Halo 6, even though they said technically Halo Infinite is Halo 6. Basically, this feels like Halo Infinite is going to just be Halo and we're going to iterate on it. We're going to add things to it or whatever. Will they just drop the number on Destiny and say, okay, this is just Destiny and we're just going to keep updating it. There'll be expansions and stuff. We're not going to keep doing this whole thing that Activision wanted us to do where we kept making sequels and and everything else. Do you think that works better for them that way? No, because the track record of games with Infinite in the title is not great. <laughs> like Marvel vs. Capcom, Infinite, Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare, uh, Disney Infinity... <laughs> Yeah, did you see some of the, uh, they showed video of, like, Infinity 4.0. Yeah, I sent that to you. <laughs> that looks, that looked cool, like Aladdin that, petting that, Yoda on the head. That looked like Kingdom Hearts. Hey, if that's what they got it up to eventually, that's awesome, just sad we didn't get to play it. I mean, that was literally, like, yeah, mixing Yoda and... Uh, Aladdin, and I think they had like some other characters, like Star Rocket Wars. was there in the background, and like the, yeah, the Incredible Hulk was like grinding on like a rail and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would have <laughs> wanted more than one than Aladdin's land or, or Agrabah, but 
I think that was probably the toy box because I still can't imagine Disney changing that attitude that they had of in the story mode we're gonna let you just do whatever the hell you want with the figures. Yeah. So, which I think that hurt them as well. Like I think people wanted more freedom in those outside the toy box, but. Yeah, that was always kind of the weird paradox of that game. Like you have all these figures, but you can't use them in the story mode unless they're like of the specific story arc or you know whatever uh franchise it was part of i think that's no morals talked about that too that's kind of part of the like having to deal with disney especially now that they're dealing with like more current franchise stuff of all these creators are still around and they have certain rules that they have for those lands and you know i mean i know you're way excited for kingdom hearts 3 Mm-hmm. Like, do you want modern Disney or, like, classical? I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool for them to go, like, back and go to some of the worlds they'd never gone to before, but, well, I, I was, mean... I was telling a friend of mine about Kingdom Hearts because she didn't know anything about it, and I showed her, like, the tr- recent trailer, and she kind of got the idea, but I was like, oh, in this in Kingdom Hearts 3, you go to, like, Toy Story and Enchanted and Monsters Universe... But like the last one, you went to Tron, Steamboat Willie, uh, and a, like Agrabah. She was like, "Oh, that sounds a lot. That sounds way better." I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think also part of it is just it's what we were going from 2006 to 2018, 19. You know, you got to update some of those movies a little bit. I think for the, because I think they're looking at it as, yes, Kingdom Hearts 3 is like the end of this saga, but it's also the entry point for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, because, so, I mean, there are, there are people playing it who probably weren't born in 2006. Yep. You know, so that, that's another thing, too. So you have a lot of people that are playing on PS4s that this might be their first Kingdom Hearts game. They don't have time to go back and play the other ones, especially if you're on Xbox. You, you're still not getting the collection. So, Sometimes. which I don't, I don't know what Square is doing there. Just, that's just print money. You're printing. I know it. Listen, I'm. I know I mean, it takes a lot to develop that and whatever, but Sony might have like some rights thing to hold on to Kingdom Hearts one and two. No, Square Enix has said it. Just Microsoft has to say yes. Oh. And Microsoft hasn't said. I think Microsoft's waiting to see if Kingdom Hearts 3 makes money and then maybe they'll let them go back and do it some other time. Or maybe they're waiting to the whatever the Xbox next thing is going to be called. And, but if I have you to know. pay Square to port it over and they don't want to do that. Oh, I'm sure they have to do that too. Uh, you know, it's, it's still shocking that they're just now getting Final Fantasy, all the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like Nintendo, I can sort of understand because they had, you know, one through six, and they're also a Japanese company and all that. But like Microsoft, just now getting them after all those years of them being out is still kind of crazy a little bit. Uh you know what? This week, also a big event for uh, Mortal Kombat 11, as uh, they showed off gameplay. Sonic Fox was battling. Uh, various people and uh ronda rousey is going to voice sonia which got seems like a mixed reaction uh there and 
yeah, I mean, what do you think? You you're much more uh, playing Mortal Kombat than I am. What do you think of Mortal Kombat? I mean, Kombat? I watched that trailer. It was gross. Yeah, <laughs> pretty uh, pretty bloody. I watched all the fatalities and everything. Some of them are nuts. Like and well, the two things I'll say is like the starting roster seems very like bland. Like yeah. there's two new characters. This Kronika chick. Kronika is the uh, big bad for this main one. Bad woman, yeah, she controls time. And Garrus. Which is like her person that she sends to like do the dirty work or whatever. Yeah. And everyone else is just, you know, regular characters. Um, the funniest part actually was GameSpot tweeted a really stupid comment like, Oh, look, guys, fatalities are back in Mortal Kombat. And it's like, no shit. Like, I think that's their way of saying like, Oh, Mortal Kombat's back or whatever. Yeah. I have a friend who's like an ex-editor, and he's like, oh, that's kind of the reason. But I'm like, it's so hackneyed. It's like when they do those uh, Smash Brothers videos. It's like, oh, oh, look, we're introducing Mario. It's like, all right, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like, oh, Mario is joining the fight, guys. Like, yeah, really? Yeah, it's like when they had, uh, when they were introducing like Dragon Ball Fighter Z characters, I said, like, oh, look, we got Vegeta. It's like, y- Yeah. Speaking of, both of us have watched the Dragon Ball uh, Super Broly movie. We're going to talk about that at the end. So, uh, if you watch the movie and want to, you know, hear our opinions on it, you can uh, you can do that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I I think uh, I, I the story seems sort of interesting with the the Chronica being able to you know being the keeper of time and all that stuff and. Well, they got to uh, figure out a way to retcon Mortal Kombat 9 out <laughs> because they killed, like, most of the characters. Yeah, it seems like they're... Well, I mean, didn't they bring Liu Kang back to be, like, a leader of Netherrealm or whatever? Yeah, like, in Mortal Kombat 10, they had, like, a whole kind of, like, dead army, but they didn't, like, do much with them, necessarily. And it's weird that, like, there are no... Uh, well, except for Cassie Cage, there's none of the Mortal Kombat 10 characters in this game so far. Yeah, there was, I think there was like, what, 15 slots? I think I saw that were empty. Yo, I just hope that uh, Ninja Turtles are back in the game. That's all I care about. Were they in Injustice or Mortal Kombat? Yeah, they were in Injustice, but bring them over. Why not? I want to have Raiden face off against Donatello. (laughs) I would think that they were probably going to try to keep them separate, but who knows? Like... Um, have they, they've been trying to keep, like, actually have different ones for every, yeah, every, so, like, so, will be back in the, in this or something. Yeah. Have they had, they had Freddy and they had Michael, have they had Jason? They had Jason, right? And one of them? I don't or, know. Bring back yeah. Kratos. That's what I want to see. Let's do it. Yeah, bring back. Or bring back, have he, a, have Atreus be the new character. Just shoot his bow from long distance, and you can yeah. just spam that the whole time. Uh, I mean, but I'll yeah. probably get it, because I'll probably be the one to review it. So. 
probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it looks fine. Like, um, like I said, some of the fatalities look ridiculous, and I'm sure the other characters that will get announced will go through. They need to bring yeah. back the uh, cart racer also. That Everybody else is bringing back a cart racer, so why not? Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's. Everybody have your car. Like, it's basically the everybody have your card game and everybody have your cart racer. Uh, I'd play the hell out of a Mortal Kombat uh, card game. Well, uh, no one's playing Valve's card game anymore, Artifact. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're like that, what, down to like less than a thousand players? or I think it was like 1,600 and it bounced back to like 2,200, but like fallout new vegas was beating it and that's like an eight-year-old game and portal 2 was beating it and that's i think it's eight-year-old game also now i watched gameplay that that looks really complicated there's like three different boards and yeah oh it's like to make it like a moba essentially but in card game form oh it is based off dota 2 yeah so that makes sense somewhat speaking of card game this has been out for like Almost ten years at this point, but Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission is finally coming to the West on Switch and Steam on April fifth. This is the Dragon Ball card game, by the way. So, yeah, you'll get to play that soon. Uh, don't sure. expect it to have dubs though, because there's way too many characters. And I mean, they just get yeah. Chris Sabat to do it to do it all. Yeah. I watched that, like, behind-the-scenes video. He's like, this is the most challenging role I have out of all my roles that I do. I have, like, four hours before I want to, like, go somewhere and yeah. suffocate of all the screaming. Uh, probably won't have to do that that much in this game, but we'll see. There's going to be a Dragon Ball Z action RPG, though. That might be interesting. Depends what they do. Like, it'd be cool if it was, like, a Diablo-style game. Oh, you really think they could pull that off? No. But it'd be cool if it was. I just hope that they'll they'll make, like, an original story or whatever and not let's redo some Dragon Ball Z story or something. Don't need that. Uh, also, Jiren probably going to be on fighter z yeah they're like announcing season two soon so he'll probably be in there yeah if they're saying warrior from universe 11 that's they got to be bringing him <laughs> i don't i mean the other guys are cool and all but i think everybody wants to see jiren uh in the game at that still, point still waiting for her from uh, mr satan yes we need Mr. Satan, come on. I know the Japanese voice actor passed and all that, but still. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, aside from that, the we, you know, going back to, I, I don't think we talked about it that, I know I mentioned it and we didn't talk that much about it, but like, do you think that, uh, like, do you put a lot of blame on Activision or on on the whole for Destiny Destiny not working, or you think it's a both of them? because of like 
going back and reading the thing about Halo um, with Bungie, it didn't always seem like it was Microsoft. Some of that was Bungie kind of. Well, I think the thing know. with Microsoft and Bun and well, Bungie was Microsoft only wanted them to make Halo games. Right. Like they didn't do anything else. And after, you know, five games, you probably get burnt out. As far as Destiny, well, as far as Bungie and uh, Activision, like, Activision had, like, probably unrealistic sales goals for mm-hmm. the franchise, and were, like, telling Bungie, you have to put in all this stupid uh, monetization crap for this game to, you know, for this, if you hit your sales targets, and they did that, and it drove off the player base. Yeah, the Eververse thing was really divisive when they first installed that thing. And I remember seeing even the hardest of the hardcore people that like, uh, do podcasts about it and everything are kind of like, man, I hope you take this out for destiny three or whatever destiny thing you put out next. Cause uh, well, I'm assuming destiny is released, released as an independent game or they may partner with like Ubisoft or someone to just to get it out there. But, um, I don't think it's gonna have a lot of monetization stuff at all. It'll probably have like custom skins or like gun skins or something, but it won't be like required like it seems now. Yeah, I think definitely they they'll understand that the fan base isn't with that. I think the most part is to just keep adding content like they've been doing, which that's a good thing. You know, they introduced that annual pass thing, and yeah, what's well, most of their DLC seems okay. I'm going to play it, but I mean, it seems to get the audience back a little, but they run into those hurdles of like the DLC store or like the, you know, the Eververse. And it's like, forget this. Yeah. I think also it's just Activision wanted, like, we gotta, we gotta put it towards the casuals. We gotta make sure that we're getting all these kinds of people playing the game and, and everything else, and uh, well, Bungie wanted to focus more on the hardcores that are always playing. Well, this will go into a different tangent, but Activision is, like, severely fucking up Blizzard right now. Yeah. With WoW, uh, Diablo, obviously, and uh, I think Hearthstone to an extent. Yeah, they've been releasing a lot of expansions. And like the, they haven't, they haven't actually said WoW subscription numbers in years because mm-hmm. they're, I think they're ashamed of it. Because at like one point WoW had like 14 million players, and now they're down to like three million, maybe four. Uh, that's not great. And they keep trying to bleed money from WoW players, like, and it just pisses people off. I mean, I think for how long that series has been going on, especially now they've been releasing more expansions than they used to, I think there's, I guess, a certain point where I think people eventually, you know, those people that were playing back when it first started grew up, they got tired of it, and then the younger generation, I think, is, they didn't latch onto that. They latched onto other games, and, uh, you know, I, I think after a while, you just... It doesn't matter how many iterations you make on that, it, it it's going to end, I think. So, 
I think they've done the best they can to sort of keep it going. But at some point, those numbers are going to dwindle. It's hard to keep that. Even Fortnite, with all it's doing right now, oh, that's if it's fall eventually. Yeah, it's it's not going to keep those numbers up. So. And Carlton is the one who's going to bring it down. Yeah, if not Carlton, the Orange Kid or the Floss Dance or the Backpack Kid or whoever the hell is, uh, you know, suing them now. So. Did you see Forza Horizon? Microsoft just took them out of Forza Horizon Four. It was like, I'm not. We're not dealing with this. We're just gonna take them out yeah. right now. So, and those dances were actually named after the yeah. Those are the artists Carlton dance. So they might have gotten in more trouble. And what's funny is like they didn't get named in the suit. So Microsoft's like, oh, we dodged the bullet. Let's get. Let's just completely get them out of here. Yeah, that's it's not even no weird. Cares about Forza Horizon. You know, dancing emotes. Yeah, but even then, with with that, Fortnite made the most revenue of any game ever last year. $2.4 billion of revenue, and it's free to play. So When Flappy Bird 2 gets released this year, it's going to blow that away. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'm sure everybody will just stop what they're doing. Who knows, though? It could, uh, could catch fire again, but... I think it's a testament to what Epic's been doing with Fortnite to get that just crazy like that. Uh, they, I can't remember which one is the next in line after that, and it dwarfs them by almost ten billion. Pokemon, in, no. Pokemon goes on that list. It's like a big list of. Um, oh, here we go. Okay, it's. Dungeon Fighter Online has 1.5 billion. Oh, the most original original game name in, the, in existence. Then League of Legends, right under that with Pokemon Go, Crossfire, and Honor of Kings. Fate Grand Order, Candy Crush, still going strong. Monster Strike and Clash Royale, all in that vicinity of like 1.5 four to one million yeah. and Fortnite made two point four. It's crazy. Oh, and their competitor, PUBG, is the top premium PC and console game by revenue. That's kind of surprising because I thought PUBG kind of died. Exactly. Fell off last year. No, it's one point two billion for PUBG and the closest thing after that is FIFA. 18 with 790 million. Well, so, Cruz no one cares about soccer. <laughs> yeah, I, both FIFAs are on the, <laughs> this list. Actually, and Grand Theft Auto 5 is third somehow. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous that uh, Grand Theft Auto is still, still doing those numbers. But yeah, I mean, it goes to show these Battle Royale games right now, all the rage, and they, uh, they continue uh, to do so. Right, I think Red Dead just added theirs. Yeah, and I heard so. it wasn't great. <laughs> so if you, I hear almost doing anything with people in Red Dead is not great. So yeah, I, f- I fired up that online mode once, and I was like, I'm good. I just keep hearing everybody getting griefed constantly. So that's what online like, modes are for. Yeah, that's that's what you need to be doing. Well, you know. If uh, if you have problems with your your NES, 
you're you're having you know look they're not adding the nes games i want or whatever maybe super nintendo games are more your style a data miner than nintendo switch online has uh revealed super nintendo games might show up on the online service if you remember right way back when switch was first being thought of the whole thing about the online was it was supposed to be nes and super nes games so this might and i i've long said that i i could see it being an e3 announcement of super nintendo games coming uh they still haven't had their first direct of the year so that could even happen then but gonna go through this list list here of basically all the all the marios uh, Mario All-Stars, which would have all the NES Marios plus Lost Levels. Mario World, Mario Kart, which is still one of the great Mario Kart games. Both the Star Fox games. Surprising that they'd put Star Fox 2 out there that quick. Uh, F-Zero, Super Punch-Out, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, Breath of Fire 2, uh, Super Metroid, all three of the Kirby's. Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Contra 3, and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is an awesome game. So, not bad lineup for start out. There were like one or two games that were like Japanese only, which is kind of interesting. And yo, yeah. where, is, uh, where is Mario is missing? <laughs> I think Nintendo wants to make sure that's missing from your mind that that game existed yeah <laughs> i've never I mean, played that yeah it's yeah bad. that was bad <laughs> it was bad uh i mean i'm sure snes is coming eventually well um reggie did say that he thinks the switch online will replace virtual consoles so in order for that to happen you kind of need to have more than nes games on there yeah yeah they said uh, there's like two other emulators that they they don't know what systems they are for. Like a speculation that it's going to be N64 and GameCube. I think people are wishing a little bit too much on that. Yeah, GameCube. That would seem challenging for the like just for the hardware. Uh, but I would go nuts for Skies of Arcadia on Switch though. And. N64 is challenging because of the fucked up N64 controller. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, though, they they have everything on the, the Joy-Cons to be able to do the 64 controller. Yeah. So. But it's just, it's not the right orientation or, like, you know, placement. So. Right. I mean, but if they're going around adding online play to some of these games, I mean... I don't know that switching the controls would be that much of a task. We can finally get the online version of GoldenEye that everyone's been wanting for years. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for Chrono Trigger to show up. So. It's got a SNES classic, man. Everything's on there. <laughs> I saw that they, I mean, this is tangential, but I saw they, someone hacked a PS1 classic to play PSP games. 
I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't run PS1 games, so might as well try that. I think actually, uh, if you're thinking about it, I think there's more of a chance that there's like either Game Boy games as one of those emulators, or like maybe even a system that's not Nintendo. Yeah, I'm thinking like Genesis. Yeah. I mean, they've had Genesis games on there before. I mean, they have the collection on there. They have those Ages games on there. I mean, I mean, Game Boy yeah. Advance would be kind of cool if. They, if they could kind of HD it up a little. Like, not do, like, a complete overhaul, but not look as quite as assy at that resolution. Yeah, I mean, there's GBA games that I want to go back and play. Advanced Wars would be one of those, uh, so... Well, they're not going to yeah. more with that franchise, so that's uh, you can't play it. Well, there's an indie game called Wargroove that looks almost exactly like Advanced Wars coming out really soon, so... Yeah, it's, it's the uh, Stardew Valley of Chucklefish. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, if you were hankering for some Advance Wars, go check that out. You'll just, just go play uh, Nectaris. Is that also? <laughs> it's like an old Japanese. It's the same thing, but it, oh, it really? predates okay. Advance Wars quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I played it on, like, the Turbo Graphics. Jeez. That's a form of my time. Never played that system. Yeah. Ah, uh, so, more big companies are getting into streaming of games, because I guess that's the thing that we're going to be, you know, it's the thing we're doing now. Microsoft has their Project X Cloud. Google has their streaming thing. Verizon now has a streaming thing that's already running on an NVIDIA Shield. They're testing it. It's going to be going into Android phones. Uh, there is uh, a system that already has, like, uh, Red Dead and God of War and other games on it. Um, and they eventually want to you know you can hook up an xbox one controller or i guess your ps4 controller and play it through the shield um they're eventually going to want to see if it'll play on other things but uh amazon's also doing one that they say is not gonna be ready till 2020 but they want it to run on everything as well well that was like the assassin's creed uh odyssey thing that was google testing yeah oh google sorry thanks yeah google is doing yeah pretty much i mean they're all going to be doing the same thing anyway Uh, yeah they take have a data center that runs the the hard part of it and then you get to stream it to whatever thing uh that's out there like i was watching the microsoft trailer for theirs it looks really cool like i I can't say that I don't want to be able to, you know, go from playing on my console to playing on my phone or or whatever if, you know, somebody needs to use the TV. I mean, for me, it's just, like, the level of, unless you're going to, like, Bluetooth your Xbox One controller to your phone, there's no ideal way to play a game, like, realistically like that. Like, they really had to modify Fortnite to do that. Right. 
Like I remember they released Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the on the iPhone. And I was playing it on my iPod 4th generation video. And it's like you had a, a joypad, a, a digital joypad and six buttons on the fucking screen. And I was like, this does not work at all. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously, they have made it to where the Bluetooth works. Oh, yeah. I so. mean, it works great, but it's still a cumbersome thing to have to, like, oh, I'm going to go to this, I'm going to go to this doctor's appointment. Let's play some uh, Black Ops 4 on my phone and let me bust out my PS4 controller while I'm there, also. <laughs> yeah, and have to carry that in your pocket or have to have a bag. Yeah. Um, you know, that's sort of a pain as well but yeah i don't know it's up to that person right yeah. um i mean i actually have a, a bluetooth snes controller right? it's in my bag that works pretty well yeah it's something i would kind of like to try out just to just to see it's uh one of those eight bitto ones so i want oh, right. i should actually hook it up to my snes or my uh switch hey it may work better than your joy cons you know couldn't work worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, things here with uh, Xbox One and PS4, Rocket League becomes the second game to be crossplay between all the systems here. As uh, they're really one of the ones that have been wanting to do it for a while, so yeah. it's only fair that Rocket League finally. Uh, gets their time to shine with this. It's enabled by default, so if you don't want to for some reason, you can turn it off. Uh, but yeah, cool for Rocket League and all the people that still play that game uh, yeah. to, to play against your PS4 friends, finally. I don't play it anymore, but if you want to go for it, sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I want to see more. I, like, I feel like Minecraft should be cross-play at this point. Yeah. Like, Especially with that new mode that they're bringing in, like, come on, Sony, just do it already. You know, a game should be crossplay. Splatoon. Let's get that on PS4. <laughs> well, maybe if uh, you know Nintendo holds true to that, they may not always uh, be working on consoles thing. Yeah. It could happen one day. You think that'll happen? Like that they'll just become a software. I think it would require Nintendo to have at least two really bad consoles. I mean, they the the new president did say that they're stepping up the the phone product the phone game production to two to three a year instead of one to two. So, but it's still not the same. I mean, I don't think they would ever like have like a Mario Odyssey type of game on a phone. Yeah, I I don't think so either. I mean, unless they're streaming it. Yeah, but you know, I I think also that they literally could just, even though if the streaming technology sort of keeps advancing, yeah, I I think that's what uh, makes the Switch such a special thing right now is that it's what those, yeah, well, it's not just that; it's like it lets you go from the console to whatever you wherever you want to take it, which is what that streaming is wanting to do. But they could literally just iterate on the Switch a bunch of times and just keep bringing that out, and then you kill the 3DS, and if you want to come up with another kind of system, then... 
actually, you know? I actually did do that. I think like two weeks ago, I had a doctor's appointment. And I took my Switch with me, and I was playing like Smash Brothers, just sitting in a waiting room. I've done that too. It's and then I was. It was funny because I had Mario Party with me, and I put it in, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna take an hour to play a ten-turn game." And I was like, "I'm done." <laughs> wow. It always takes that long to play Mario Party, though. Yeah. It is definitely a, a game you need to have uh, time for, certainly. Uh, also, Ubisoft made a big splash by removing the Division 2, or, well, deciding to just take the Division 2 to the Epic Game Store and not be on Steam at all. So you can only play Division 2 on the Epic Game Store or on Uplay. I, no, I, think they, pick. I think they said Division 2 will eventually be on Steam, but I think Epic gets, like, the initial... You know, like launch window exclusivity or something. See, I would actually, I might actually buy it on uh, Epic Store if it didn't include that stupid UPlay launcher crap. Oh, so you still have to use the UPlay launcher even though it's on another store? Oh yeah, Steam. Like you basically, I mean, it adds it to your account, but like the second you launch a Ubisoft game, it launches up the stupid, la- you know, UPlay launcher. That that really seems annoying. Yeah, and it's. Well, for me, it's really interesting because I have, on my Steam account, I have a copy of Assassin's Creed Rogue in Russian. So oh, wow. Tied, so it's tied to that my Uplay account. And I have another copy of Rogue in English. That, but I can't <laughs> add that to Steam. because, Or I can't buy like a, an English version because I already have a copy associated with my Steam account. You can't just delete the Russian one and. I think I could. But that's awesome. Like, wouldn't. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Like, you I know could how to say play that game. Like, the language doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> I don't need to hear all that jargon they're speaking. It's fine. Yeah. Without a, you know, you could just learn Russian instead. That. Or that I, could I, think, I think you could send the uh, subtitles to English, maybe. That's possible. Uh, well, I'm I mean, sure. I, I kind of am interested in the crew, or not the crew, uh, the Division 2, but I don't think I'll get it. They're, they've made a bunch of changes, and, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. as a setting seems interesting. You know, how many references to Trump are we going to make in a... One video game. <laughs> it's like. Well, that, that's like the Far Cry 5's big problem is they're like trying to reference Trump, but they didn't do anything with it. So it's like, all right, you wasted this idea. Yeah, we're we want to touch the line but not cross it. It's like you yeah. might as well. You made a big deal about it. Ah, uh, but hey, if you want drama, forget whatever's going on with the president. Let's look at uh, Gearbox for a little bit because. My God, this is one of the weirdest stories you'll probably get all year uh, involving... This is just the start. (laughs) It's going to get way weirder, trust me. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) The uh, So this all started uh, way before um, this year with 
Gearbox suing uh, their general counsel, uh, Wade Callender, for uh, supposedly he basically like misused credit cards, uh, company credit cards to do personal things like go on vacations and uh, you know do uh, they call it a range. Yeah. yeah, go to a gun range, and he wanted six-pack abs. Because, you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't want six-packs abs? That's, that's why I'm going to the gym. Not really, but uh, that'll take forever, and I don't I don't know that I'm going to get there, but You'll still. You'll lose way before that happens. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, still, the point is he was funding himself through Gearbox, which is, you know, illegal, rightfully getting sued. Well, so Wade Callender ain't having none of that, and he's countersuing Randy Pritchford saying that he took out a $12 million bonus from Take-Two as an advance against Borderland Profits, which means nobody else from Take-Two or, well, nobody else from Gearbox, Gearbox gets yeah. their money from Overhead. Borderlands until that loan is paid, which, that's pretty dirty. Um... The only thing is, it gets even worse. <laughs> so, then he keeps on saying that uh, Randy Pitchford, he he's like starts alleging these bad things that Randy Pitchford apparently does. Um, one of them is that he went to a medieval times and had a USB stick that had take two stuff on it sega stuff on it from when they made uh, aliens colonial marines and stuff from gearbox on it and also on there was some barely legal porn even though he calls it underage porn in quotations uh randy pitchford went on a magic podcast as in he's very into this is where it gets good yeah, he's very into uh, magic stuff, yeah. not Magic the Gathering. And he goes on, and so you're sitting here. I've listened to part of this, and you're sitting there going, okay, what is, why is he on here? He's not talking about anything that has to do with magic. And so the thing about the USB drive comes up, which basically Randy Pritchford went on to this podcast so that he has it on record as to why uh, the porn was on the USB drive. Um, by the way, Gearbox got back their USB drive that got lost at medieval times. The dude got a bunch of swag and whatever, and that's fine. But so Randy Pitchford <laughs> goes on to this podcast that he's, he's saying that this girl that's apparently 18 because her, uh, tag is only eight or barely 18 or whatever. And he likes cam girl porn. So. He's sitting there. He's sitting there. Go look. This girl just squirted, and I have I have no idea how this happened. So I had to put it on my USB drive because she's not a sex worker. She's a magician, or whatever. And it's like, okay, <laughs> whatever, Randy Pitcher. You know, you like what you like, whatever. But um, well, the the obvious thing is that. He never caused his wife to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Um, or maybe she just... Can't. Can't, or I don't, I don't... 
she doesn't have that magical trick up her sleeve. Maybe, maybe, uh, whatever Randy Pitchford's sexual habits are, are not, uh, of our concern, but the thing is, he's sitting here making allegations about it being underage porn. Randy Pitchford is clearly saying that even though it was barely legal, it is still of legal age. Uh, Way Calendar goes on to allege that they have peacock parties in which uh, old or uh, which uh, adult men are exposing themselves to underage girls, which is not. Uh, not true according to various people that have been to those parties so once again way calendar is apparently just alleging things to try to make randy pitchford look bad and gearbox look bad and yeah this is kind of what happens sometimes in lawsuits you just dig dirt on each other and then you got to try to prove it in court and the thing is yeah no, the thing is, it's like, this is really bad. I mean, Randy Pitchford's not an angel here. He's he's lied uh, about stupid things in, to, like, gaming press and whatnot. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was telling you about this. Like, there are more hated game CEOs out there, like Bobby Kodak or Andrew Wilson. Yeah. But, like, Pitchford always schemed, like, one of the scummiest out there. Well, and then, like, wasn't there somebody that, like, worked at Gearbox or whatever that... That basically said, yeah, everything's true except for the underage porn. Yeah, like, but then stuff. he kind of quickly also backed off. So well, he said like jerk, yes, like Scam bad, artist, yes, uh, unknown about sexual deviant or something. Yeah, it's just none of this looks really good <laughs> at all for anyone here. Um, White calendar obviously looks the worst, but. Good lord. First of all, like, why are you going on magic podcasts to talk about porn? Uh, that doesn't well, sound... The craziest part is, like, Gearbox, the company PR guy or whoever pointed to that podcast was like, no, it's cool. And it's like... Yeah, this is what they're sending around to go, okay, look, this is this is why this is not bad. Like, listen to this and you'll know. Like, I don't know that he's... That's not a defense, you guys. Yes. That's... I mean, he's clearing himself of the, you know, like, criminal stuff. But he's not looking better as a person with it. I mean, whatever. I mean, look, like what you like. You know, people got their fetishes or whatever. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Well, I think... Uh, I think his wife works at Gearbox also. Yeah. So that's gonna be odd. <laughs> well, I mean, if they if they do have these, they don't uh, the exposing of the children apparently that does not happen. But they do have parties. Yeah. And like you know, if obviously his wife is okay with him watching this stuff, then you know. But, yeah, it's gross. Uh, I mean, it's a shame that Gearbox is, like, privately owned. Because if it was a public company, his ass would be out of there so fast. Oh, yeah. And I think... And... Well, honestly, like, I don't think Gearbox is going to last for the year. Like, 
where the fuck has Borderlands 3 been? I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be in development, and then we've seen nothing? Well, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be in development for the past, what, three or four years now? Hey, game development's weird. So... Because the last one was the pre-sequel. That wasn't, like, that wasn't even headed by Gearbox, and that was five years ago. Yep. And, you know, Telltale had the Tales from the Borderlands... That, yeah. yeah, that wasn't them for sure. Yeah. So, and they've, you know, they've been just putting out crap for the past. You know, uh, Battleborn. Yeah. It's... Or, uh, what is it? Well, Aliens, Colonial Marines. Yeah. They did the Homeworld game, which was cool. But they also, they published, or they, uh, Bulletstorm. The new, well, the re-release, and then they published We Happy Few. Oh boy, their record right now. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. Yeah. Uh, they need to get that Borderlands. I mean, technically, Borderlands 2 VR came out as well, which that's we have not. different views on. <laughs> that, it's fine. It's not anything that I want to, you know, be playing a bunch of. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I played it for a little bit. It's fine. It's. Oh, I, I played it for a little bit and I got a massive headache and I felt sick for the rest of the night. Yeah. Has any any other game made you sick? No. That's, yeah, that's not good. I, I didn't get sick, but it's just, I can definitely tell how you got sick. Like, I moved my head around a bit and I was like, oh God, okay. Yeah. That's a bit disorienting. That's, um... Yeah, no, it's, it's like, this doesn't look good for Gearbox. Like, I think at the end of the day, Randy Pitchford will get exonerated of this or whatever, but the problem is now, if Borderlands 3 ever does, whenever they release a new trailer, the problem is you're going to have the idiots on YouTube, like, oh, here's the child porn dude. And sadly, that might follow him for a while, and that's that's the problem with making allegations. Is you know, sometimes, the internet being the way it is. I mean, well, it's... Unless it's true, which is yeah, which worse. I mean, hope it's not because that's really bad for those people that work there at Gearbox. Like, that's awful. But like Gearbox as a company is perfectly fine, but right that dude running it, like, no, I don't think anyone wants him there. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this keeps going because again, you know, maybe you know some other Gearbox people start speaking out or whatnot. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Rockstar. They're doing fine with Red Dead 2 and and Grand Theft Auto 5, but some once again someone is trying to take advantage of their games making a lot of money, very much like Lindsay Lohan tried to do with Grand Theft Auto. Uh, the Pinkerton Agency does not like the way that their family is portrayed in Red Dead Redemption 2, and they are now suing Rockstar for the representation, um, saying that. Pretty much like they're giving a false impression of the Pinkertons or whatever, and it's like, yeah. Um, do you not know that your family did some really bad shit? Well, they're like, not even a family; they're like a subsidiary of some. Yeah, it's like Danish or whatever security company. But they've also been like in a bunch Swedish, of other sorry. Western crap. It's like you're gonna. Why are you attacking Red Dead if you're not attacking 
did you sue HBO for Deadwood? Like, well, I think in, just... I, I might be wrong, but I think in Bioshock Infinite, Booker is a Pinkerton detective. Yes, he's a former Pinkerton agent. Uh, yeah, they've been in games. I think they were in Red Dead Redemption One. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this—that's part of what Take Two alleges in the countersuit is that. Um, the Pinkerton National Detective Agency appears in other Western fiction, and that agency played a major role in real 19th and early 20th century American history. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this I is mean, one, ugh, if stupid. If you ask 10 people, you know, what is Microsoft, or what is Facebook, and then he said, what is a Pinkerton? What the fuck is that? They're I not, bet, you know, like, all 10 people, unless they're saying that they played Red Dead 2 right then, would tell yeah. you they don't know who they are. Yeah. I mean, they're basically, they're, I mean, they're still around, but as far as, like, an American agency or, like, an American company, they're fairly defunct, I think. Yeah, until I had to look up information for this story, I didn't know who the Pickertons were either. So, you know, it, it, it should let you know that they're kind of just, trying to see if they can get some money off damages or whatever. I feel like, which we might as well talk about it because it's, it's in here. Uh, the Netflix one with the uh, choose your own adventure people for Bandersnatch. I feel like that one has more legs than this one does because they actually have evidence of, Hey, we talked to you Netflix and you chose to never make a deal with us. And you went ahead and decided to make this thing. You never got a license from us to do it. Um, you used Choose Your Own Adventure in I mean, some of the marketing. And that's, yeah. That's the only part that could be liable is like the Choose Your Own Adventure title or tagline. Right. But like the idea itself isn't that original. It's not, but they own the. Apparently, they own the trademark for the phrase. That's what I mean. Like, so. marketing or, you know, that's why I say, like, that's the liable part. But, like, making, you know, then making that episode, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he could have called it something else, and that's the problem. Like, you know, they decided to use that there. Choose your own story. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're crazy about it. They apparently went after Jeep for using that in an ad before, so. Uh, but, honestly, this... Red Dead thing with the Pinkertons. I feel like that's going to get thrown out or yeah. maybe even Rockstar wins because it's so stupid. But yeah, just felt like, you know, you needed a laugh for the day. Uh, go ahead. Uh, something that or maybe it is even more funny. Who knows? This the the social media stuff for this guy has been has been uh, crazy. This it is called the Mad Box, after all. But so Slightly Mad Studios, uh, CEO Ian Bell, he's basically decided to announce that he's making this Mad Box console that, and like, it's going to have the tech of like a PC from like two to three years from now. And it's going to support 120 frames per second for VR play. It's, it's mainly for like more about VR than anything else and you know he, he talks crap about consoles and how they exclude people and all that stuff and 
So he wants to make this Mad Box, and he even had a what was a ridiculous like you get a hundred and fifty grand or if you come up with a name that they end up using or something. I was like, yeah, I want to see that actually happen. <laughs> it's, you're gonna give somebody that money, but I don't know. This seems like another Ouya waiting to happen. No, this seems like another uh, Phantom Infinium Labs thing waiting to happen. Because at least the Ouya came out. You think this never comes out? He seems no. pretty adamant. I mean, first of all, Slightly Mad Studios, they're not exactly a big company. Like if Activision said, we're making a console, then I'd believe them. Right. Some, you know, company that's made, you know, a handful of racing games and that's it. Not really. Uh, but he's rich. I mean, he might be, but eventually the money's going to run out. He, he's not yeah. Gabe Newell rich. Yeah. I mean, hell, Valve made those Steam boxes, and they bombed, and, you know, yep. they, like, basically uh, discontinued them and disappeared them, frankly. I don't blame them at all. Yeah. <laughs> like. Why keep something going that, like, is obviously not doing anything? Like, it's not, it shouldn't be called the Slightly Mad Box. It should be called the Fucking Crazy Box. <laughs> yep. Totally Mad Box. Like, just, whatever. Also, well, also, the funny thing is, let's say this thing comes out, the one studio it's not going to have on there is uh, EA Games. Yep. Because you know the story with him and EA, right? Uh, I forgot. Uh, they were, I think they made Need for Speed Shift, the first one. Oh, that's right. Okay, and they, go ahead. Uh, I think they were contracted to do Need for Speed Shift 2, but EA basically, like, canceled their contract, and then they tried to, like, shut, buy the company, or, like, buy, like, most of the workforce to make the game, like, on the cheap, and... Like, that's why uh, Slightly Mad made Project Cars. That's like, you know, a kind of a Hail Mary, and it worked for yeah. them. But, yeah. The, there's a there's an interview with the CEO of you know, Slightly Mad. He's pretty resentful of EA. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And obviously won't have uh, PSVR, the Sony exclusive stuff either, so. Yeah. Yeah, no. We'll see if this mad box ever comes out, but I doubt it. Yeah. Highly <laughs> ever happening, but. Or if it does, it's going to be like ridiculously expensive or in such a niche, you know, market that no one's going to care. Like it's not going to go into a Best Buy and there's going to be, you know, 50 of them sitting there for people to buy. Yeah, it's going to have to be cheap too because. I mean, I think a lot of people that bought, like, PSVR had sold decently, but I didn't see a lot of people really talking about it until those Black Friday bundles and holiday bundles, so. We got them, so. Yeah. We got them, which we'll talk about when we get to the game point section, but it's like, you know, just, yeah, I don't know. VR is not mainstream right now, so you're going to have to do a lot to get lot of people to buy that console if that's your main reason for that. Yep. Oh, whatever. This dude is slightly mad. So, <laughs> uh, GameStop. 
you know, they have not been doing well as far as, uh, you know, all brick and mortar stores are getting affected in one way or another, unless you're Walmart. And, you know, GameStop being a particularly, you know, mostly selling games, you know, they try to get in everything else. Not doing well because we're headed toward the digital age and also their used games are, yeah, you know, they could do a better job on the pricing for that stuff. Either way, they're getting at bought out by somebody uh, by by next month, Wall Street Journal is saying. It's either going to be the same people that own Hot Topic now or it's going to be um, another company that owns – I can't remember what right now. But I think it was like the other company is like special, specializes in helping you know companies get back on their feet. Yeah, something of that. It's like Apollo Global Management or whatnot. So I we don't know yet how this is going to affect GameStop or the employees or if there's going to be, you know, shut, shutting down of more stores. They're already getting into, you know, they, they bought ThinkGeek. They're already getting into, you know, half the stores, collectibles. So I don't know how much more they're going to be able to shed on space. But I mean, I think I, was talk- I talked with you about that, like, some game spots are terrible. Yeah, they're like really small, and they pack everything in. Yeah, the fact they're pack, trying to pack in more, you know, geek or merchandise crap. It's like this does not help matters. There's one yeah. game spot by my store or GameStop by my store that there's two walkways, one to go to the back of the store and one to go to the front, and that's it. That's how most of them are set up. I feel like. Yeah, but not not for just one person. <laughs> oh, not one person. But, like, there is kind of, like, a line to go. Yeah, yeah. To... But you usually can fit two or, three, two or three people between each side. This has, like, one right. person. Wow, that's bad. Yeah, and I, I mean, I would say my store does fine. It's also sort of right next to Walmart, so I think it gets benefited from that. But, well, I also showed uh, you that video of that, like, Mall of America GameStop, which is huge. Right. Oh, yeah, it's like, the Mall of America, too. I think if GameStop had more bigger stores, it would actually help a lot. Yeah, I would agree there. I mean... Because they could they could have, like, their retro side, or not retro, but their, like, their geek side, and then the mm-hmm. other side, they could actually have retro games in stock, as well as, like, their used current-gen stuff. I saw that they started, like... Mine had the sign where they started taking the retro stuff in store again. Yeah, mine does that too. I think. So. They should really do is just rebrand a funk, rebrand back to Funko Land. That's eh. cool. Would they? No. <laughs> I wish Funko Land was cool. Uh yeah, and I think even their collectibles are starting to like not do well for them either because um talking to or i haven't talked to but hearing from hot topics and all these other places their sales for the pops are going down and that was another thing that gamestop was kind of banking on as well, well I, so. mean, I mean we've, we've talked about it before but they've made too many funko pop lines yeah 
So we'll see how that goes. It looks like they're doing less this year from the not having that many announcements. And we're almost into February, but we'll see when the Toy Fair comes if they just yeah, release just a billion things. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully GameStop sticks around and does fine because I wouldn't want a lot of people to be losing jobs or anything. Uh, something that uh, both of us are, I would say, mostly excited about. Persona 5R got announced. This is kind of old, but still wanted to talk about it. Persona 5R got announced. Um, no Switch talk yet. There's still a chance that Persona 5S will get announced in March 2019 when the next teaser is supposed to be happening. Uh, but there was a PlayStation logo thing shown on the little teaser trailer. Um, obviously, Persona has a history of making different uh, enhanced versions of their, you know, the big games. So you think this is what this is really? Just another. What I could, well, uh, it might be like a version of Persona Five with like all the DLC baked into it. Yeah, could be that. That'd be kind of nice because their DLC is kind of expensive. Um, could be a portable version, like the Switch version. You never know. Uh, I wouldn't mind a VR version. <laughs> Weren't there characters that were going to be in the game that they took out at the last minute? No, there were, like, storylines. Like, I think uh, Hifumi was supposed to be, like, like much more of a character, like, an actual playable character. Or, like, she was supposed to be in your party, but they axed her at, like, the last second. Ah. Well, maybe she's, like, the starring role, like they did with uh, Marie. No one cares about Hifumi. (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see what they decide to do but I I would like to see it on Switch Um, I know a lot of people would (laughs) I mean I have actually been replaying that game recently within the past few weeks (laughs) I would uh, and for those of you that got the uh, dancing games they did add some more songs if you got the season pass Uh, like I think like 10 or 15 more songs, so... Yeah. There you go. People complaining about the... the set list being too small or whatever when it first came out. Uh, yeah, this... Aside from this, this movie news with Just Dance getting movie rights. Uh, Sony got the movie rights to Just Dance. Apparently it was kind of competitive. Uh, honestly, I don't know why, because the... Like, that genre of films kind of died a while ago, unless they're just trying to bring them back, the step-up movies and all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, but Just Dance is an established franchise, so that's probably why. But what are you going to... Was it going to be like the... Oh, what is that damn... It's like Glee, but like more adult. It has like three movies now. Uh, oh, the uh, Elizabeth Banks directed one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I keep thinking about that stupid animated movie, the Sing movie. It's not that Pitch Perfect. Uh, yeah, Pitch Perfect. Like, I guess I could see them doing that for for dancing movies or whatnot. But I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, they, they've obviously not learned their lesson from Assassin's Creed, so they'll just yeah, keep maybe they'll get, putting uh, Michael Fassbender to be in it <laughs> again. You must see him dancing. Is that yeah? That goal of yours. Uh, Uncharted movie now has another director, Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, he's the next guy up here. Um, since uh, Sean Levy had to leave due to scheduling conflicts, uh, Tom Holland is still set to be Nathan Drake, which obviously with him doing Spider-Man, he's making a heck of a name for himself right now. So that'll help Sony uh, when the time comes for that. I mean, do you want an Uncharted movie? Uh, I think Tom Holland would be good in it, but I don't think it would be a good movie. Why not? Because no, or very, there are very few good video game movies. But and I, I would really probably just get like young Indiana Jones vibe from it. I feel like that's what they're kind of trying to go for. Isn't Uncharted already pretty cinematic anyway? I mean, yeah, but they're maybe. not going to recreate the game, uh, you know, the movie. Right. There'll be parts of that in there, but yeah, definitely hope they don't just recreate the game in the movie because that would be <clears throat> that won't be great. I mean, I don't see that Nathan Fillion thing they did a few year, or he did what, I think last year was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, even the director said they loved it. So they're not going to do that because Nathan Fillion isn't like a quote unquote movie star. Yeah, that's true. And he's too old for what you know what they're shooting for. I don't know that Tom Holland would be the reason it would be good. I think it. No, would, he he'd be the good part probably. I mean, everything else would be bad. Yeah. yeah Minecraft also got a new director as well. Like Tom Holland yeah. is, you know, that is a watchable enough character uh, actor. Yeah, he's I mean, he's fine. great in Spider Man. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine with that. Ish. Yeah, I mean, look, it can't be worse than the other video game movies that come out. So. Yeah. And Tomb Raider was kind of blah. Yeah, no one saw that. It was kind of bombed. Yeah. And they actually tried to make it more like the game, and that didn't, didn't work. help. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of things getting made, again, Disney is, is not done with their live-action remakes, and why would they? They keep making tons of money. Uh, so Hunchback of Notre Dame is the next one that's getting... A live action remake. That's one of my favorite Disney movies, so I'm all I'm all fine with that. Uh, Josh Gad is going to be playing Quasimodo, um, so I mean, he's I like him in most of the things he's in. So isn't he I'm, a tall guy or no? Yeah, he's got the body for it. I don't know that he's that tall, but I, I mean they, they can do. Yeah, that's not tall. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm five six. I'm short. Uh, so he, you know, he was in the Beauty and the Beast remake too. Yeah. So he's got a history with them, along with being in Olaf. So you know, it's going to be based off the. It's not going to be based off the stage play, but it's going to be sort of more based off the animated movie, obviously. So. You know, some of these have worked. I'm sort of excited for the Lion King one. It looks good. I don't 
I don't know. I just wish Disney wouldn't. For Aladdin? I am sort of, but I don't know. I just wish Disney wasn't like redoing their whole freaking library in live action. But, well, you know. I mean, the last, except for Enchanted, not Enchanted, uh, Frozen, their last original movie was Princess and the Frog, and that kind of bombed. Uh, technically, I think Wreck It Ralph counts as. Well, I mean, like, in the traditional oh, you know, okay, okay. princess, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Eh. Yeah, they, they, they lucked out with Frozen, because I think if Frozen hadn't hit such a big, I think people would be like, well, Disney Studio is not doing great without yeah. Pixar. So, any, you know, even Pixar has had their lumps. With... I mean, but, yeah, it's a shame because Disney can be creative, but instead they just want to make, like, you know, okay, here's a live-action Winnie the Pooh, or, you know, here's a Mary Poppins sequel that no one asked for. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh is bad. But... Like, I, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I would want them to do more like the Maleficent one. At least that one was different. Or Enchanted. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that like... Was a, a, that was a pretty good spin or a take on that formula. That was pretty subversive. Yeah, I just... Like, didn't they... Didn't they announce Enchanted 2? And... Never get I made, think or? so, yeah. It, it, that might have been the time where they were like in a flux of what they were going to do. And then I think one of the live actions really hit and they think they might have canned it and started just going on the whole trend doing the live actions. Instead they made The Huntsman. Oh, that was awful. But, yeah. The movie that propelled Chris, Chris uh, Hemsworth into movie stardom. Yeah, uh, I like that cast too, but no. Well, you know, a movie that did really well that people didn't think would when it first came, I mean, at least weren't expecting a lot out of when it came out, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, that movie is great, by the way. If for some reason you still haven't seen it, you need to go see it like right now. Um, Of course, they're making a second one. But now there's talk about a Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse like TV show, which like I'm okay with it. I just I feel like it's not gonna be anywhere near as good. Well, there's two problems. Like one is the money. Like it would be expensive to make and to produce. Like and. The second is they tried this already with uh, they, there was an MTV Spider-Man cartoon in 2003 that no one cared about. Well, Disney XD still makes Spider-Man cartoons. Yeah, I mean, and I mean that's obviously meant for the kids, but that's and my also, thing too. Is well, this that one was a little bit more adult? Yeah, Spider-Verse is kind of an. I mean, it's not an adult movie, but I think it's PG-13. Yeah, it's characters die. (laughs) Right, and some of the things they talk about are a bit more adult in that movie than And also you have to think like okay, Spider Verse probably took two years to make. Maybe Mm -hmm. more. Like how long is a TV show gonna take? Even like even if it was thirteen episodes. Like it'll take a while. Yeah. 
And will you get the whole cast back to? Yeah, you get to do it. Yeah, like the knockoff version of Miles Morales' voice. They and, have to, you know, they can pay for scale or something. Uh, I doubt that Nicholas Cage is gonna want to do that. I think he, but he, he's the one character I could, one actor I could see coming back. He was great in that movie. <laughs> Like, I was surprised, like, how... 20 bucks in bus fare, I'm sure he'd be happy. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought he was good. The, yeah. the one weird one I thought was Haley Stenfield, or whatever, whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Because she played, she's a... uh, well, Gwen Stacy, who's Spider-Gwen, and she right. sing. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Don't need... I, the the anime one was hilarious and I laughed at the yeah I I really want if they're gonna make a series like make a series with Spider Man more in it I want him yeah. like that's the thing too are they gonna have them make cameos is it only gonna be about Miles like I could for, yeah I could probably foresee like a series where Miles goes into each, like each of their respective worlds yeah. Or they could do like the Arrowverse, where they have like a once a whatever season like big get together. Yeah. Do you know? I showed this to a friend of mine. But do you still watch that Ducktales uh, new version? I'm like behind on it, but yeah. Do you know who they got Donald Duck's voice to be? Who? Don Chadle. Really. Yeah, there's like a story element where like Donald Duck is freaking out and they have to like understand him. So I think Quentin or uh Gyro Gearloose he gives him like a like a pill to swallow to like fix his voice box. And Donald instantly <laughs> transforms to like squeaking to like Don Chadle is voicing him. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Which I gotta get further, and then there's so much stuff to watch now. It's uh, yeah, it's overwhelming. Hard to, hard to keep up with everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing you won't be watching though, Star Trek Four, because I got canceled. Yep. Are you, uh, Thank you Chris upset? Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, they got that canceled. Well, they both said, "Well, they that we want more money because we're movie stars," and it's like, not really. Like, what? Chris Hemsworth is popular because of Thor, but his other movie's not popular. And Chris Pine is popular because of Star Trek. And Wonder Woman to an extent, but he wasn't the main of that movie. Well, wasn't he Kirk? No, it's, and Wonder Woman, I meant. Oh, yeah. I just uh, remember him being the one that dies. That's... Yeah. And so, they wanted, like, way more money and also Star Trek Beyond kind of didn't do well financially like I think it made money but not as much as they were hoping and also I imagine it might be hard to kind of write around uh, I forget the actor's name but Chekhov dying like the actor dying oh yeah so that's going to be difficult one I... But, I, was... I mean it's a shame but they're also 
trying to whore out the Star Trek franchise on TV like nothing else, so... Well, we did talk about that, that they, he was going to do that, so... Well, now the, the, the Jean-Luc Picard TV show, there's now an animated cartoon show, and a uh, Michelle Yeoh TV show. And it's like, alright. Lord. Way too much. Let's see how well, let's see how spread, how thin you can spread this butter. Yeah, it's, it's eventually gonna get way too thin. Uh, also, Margaret Robbie is going to be uh, Barbie in the Barbie movie, and there's also rumors going around that there's gonna be a Harley Quinn trilogy movies. So she's gonna be busy. I kind of don't want either. I guess she is a good Barbie. But Harley Quinn is a bad character. Like you mean her as a character in Suicide Squad, or I just mean kind of her as a character in general. Yeah, but you know, there's always a chance somebody could redeem her. Like she was good in like the Batman animated show, and that's kind of about it. Because she was a minor character, like they didn't focus on her. Yeah, there she was there. There weren't 10,000 cosplayers dressing up like her all the time. Well, that's why they want to do the, yeah. show, the movie. Because, like, you know. She is probably, I would say she is the most overexposed comic character. Yeah, because even Joker is, has had his time where you, well, you have the movie coming out and whatever, but. Even Joker's kind of gone down a little bit on there. Like yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. Like, he used to, like the joke used to be like Wolverine was the most most overexposed, but she probably took over that role. Yeah, definitely she's she is one of the most talked about. Yeah. Right now. Uh, speaking of DC, Aquaman's made a bunch of dough, and now yeah. DC is saying they don't care about their sure universe that much. To be fair, no one else did, did either. And did you really ever care about it? Yeah. That's to me that just seems like, oh, we finally have a reason to not care about this. Okay. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for the excuse, by the way. I mean, I didn't uh, see it. I heard it was you know, passable. Yeah. I didn't hear it was like great. It's just, you know, international. It seems like a lot of people will see anything at this point. Yeah. So. I mean, the one DC movie I'm looking forward to is that Captain Marvel movie or Shazam. Or, yeah, Shazam. I'm definitely looking up to that. April 5th. Uh, that one looks good. It's the new trailer that they have where he's talking, with the ki- him and the kid are trying to get a layer or whatever. Yeah. I laughed. But like every other DC movie or proposed movie, I'm like, nope. I don't want to see a cyborg movie. Don't want to see a Flash movie. Nope. Kind of don't want to see. I didn't see Wonder Woman one, so I'm probably not going to see Wonder Woman two. I I really liked Wonder Woman, but that's the only one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I'm good if they take a really big break from Batman. The only like, Batman I would like to see is like Batman Beyond. That'd be awesome, but I don't think well, they would though. Like, get Michael McKeon, I mean, uh, Michael Keaton to be, you know, old Bruce Wayne. There you go. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. So are you excited for this Power Rangers fighting game? 
not if it wasn't a mobile game I would be. <laughs> yeah, that's uh Well, I mean it looks like a mobile, you know, it's made by a mobile publisher or mobile yeah. developer and it's coming to all the consoles. Um I think also, the idea is cool, but Well, I watched the trailer and they literally had Jason David Frank playing the fucking game. But it uh-huh. wasn't him as Tommy in the game. Yep. It's like, I know how that dude sounds when he grunts. I've been watching Power Rangers for the past two months. <laughs> I'm well acquainted. I like to th- I'd like to think he makes those sounds during sex also. Oh, God. Okay, we're going into weird territory now. <laughs> but, uh... yeah, I mean, most of those actors are still alive. Get them in there. Most of them aren't doing shit. Yeah, but I don't know that Enway has the money to pay for that. Remember it's my, not like it's not like Bandai Namco is doing it. Getting bus fare, like I'm sure if most of them showed up, it'd be fine. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about um, uh, games we've been playing here. Um, I guess we can we can talk about the PS our thoughts on PSVR. First, you got the um, well. You got the Moss and I got the Moss and Astrobot combo. I got the uh, Ast or uh, Borderlands Two and Beat Saber bundle with the Move controllers. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could play Beat Saber. It works. Like it really works well. The soundtrack is bad, but the actual like it. It does what it. You know what you they're think. adding DLC packs this year. From what I heard. Yeah, but it's never going to be music I like or music I want. I've heard a lot of people like to use it as a, like, exercise. Yeah, I would do that if I didn't have, you know, two feet of room to work with. Right, yeah. That's my problem, too. Like, I, I might consider, like, taking it downstairs. Like, I was sitting on my on my bed playing it, and even that was kind of a stretch. Because it's like, oh, you need to bend down to avoid this wall coming at you. I was like, I bent down as far as I could and I still hit it. I'm, like, uh, well, I'm as low as I can really get without like really screwing up my back. But you enjoy the the game for the most part? Yeah, it was tactile and yeah, it was good. Uh, Borderlands 2 was not. Yeah, Borderlands and Borderlands 2, I don't know. Like, it, uh, well, you said you played it. I played it for a half hour and then I got motion sickness from it. So I did like I wanna say like six missions or whatever. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I didn't even get out of that like frozen area. I never got sick. It was just kinda like Okay, this is fine, like I'm not I that mean, excited to play this. There are also <laughs> like a bunch of modes, like like VR like options to like turn off fisheye or you know do yeah. stuff, and that I, that might might have helped, but it just felt really bad to yeah, me. The teleporting thing bothered the crap out of me, so I just started making it where I moved like I was actually playing the game on regular, yeah. and <clears throat> it it's fine. Like if you really really like Borderlands and your VR works for you, I think that's you'll like it. I just yeah. was never the biggest Borderlands fan. 
Um, so, uh, I would, I also, that's like a game that you want to play in small doses. I don't know that I want to play that like for hours and hours. Yeah. Um, Tetris effect is awesome. Yep. And VR. So I, I got the game, but I haven't played it in VR yet. I just been playing in non VR, but I've been playing Star Trek bridge crew with a friend of mine. How's that's that? Fine. It's hard to play. It's with not much of a. Is it much of a game, or is it just like? Oh yeah, like you, you know, you have to go to like a you know a star system and scan planets or scan something, or and then you get attacked by you know some Klingon and you have to like you know fly around with the helm, you know, attack with your tactical and then repair with like your engineer. Uh, it's funny. It has two different bridges. It has like the Star Trek movie bridge from like. J.J. Uh, Abrams verse, so like the new one. Okay. And then it has like the classical original series bridge, which is like a series of buttons that don't tell you shit. <laughs> like it's just like. A bunch so of, how like, does that work? You just start pressing buttons. And... Yeah, like there's like well there's like a uh, head like a help thing that like it overlays like what each button does, like oh this is impulse control or this is warp control or you know. But there's no information at all. So I was like, this is worthless. My friend was like, I was playing with my friend. He was like, oh, we got to play this. We got to play this to get a trophy. I'm like, you can play it. I don't give a shit about, you know, this trophy. <laughs> You're like, I, I played enough of it. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I got Astrobot also, but I haven't played it yet. Astrobot is, is really, it's really cute. It's really good. It's just... Uh, there's times we're gonna have to look behind you, and I started feeling pain in my neck because you literally have to do like a 180 sometimes because you'll hear them like go or whatever, and you're like, ah, oh, crap, I missed one, and yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a chair that has a uh, spinning base. I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's really neat to like look up or down, and you'll see them, and like wonder how the heck am I supposed to get down here? And it's it's a really good platformer. I liked it. Um, have you played Moss yet, or no? I played Moss. It's it's also really cute. It's um, you're playing like a storybook, and you you move the story the book around, and then it actually gets into like the levels, and you're you're like helping him like move stuff out of his way or move stuff into his way so he can climb, and uh, then you control him. Once you move the thing, you can then control him with the controller. So it's it's cool. It's like really like a really neat interactive, um, like helping him along, but also like experiences his story too. It's it's really good. I liked it. I don't know if you played it, but I played Thumper also. Oh, Thumper is so good in VR. I couldn't make it past this make it past the second level though. Like it tells me it has this like one jump control or jump command that I just always miss, so I just fail the level out. I have not, I got through like halfway through the second level and I think I stopped playing and I haven't yeah. gone back to VR at all, but, um, so, yeah. yeah, I played Farpoint too. It's, it's good. Um, the so, shooting is weird, but yeah, but yeah. Well, the thing I'll mention is that, I mean, the thing I'm doing that you're not is I hooked my PSVR up to my PC. Mm-hmm. How's that? It with Steam VR. Uh, it's hacked together. <laughs> <laughs> so Steam VR, I mean, it really requires motion controllers. 
mm-hmm. like that's really how it plays or how it uses or you know what it does. There are some games that don't use it. So I have a game called Distance, uh, a next generation racer. I think that's what it's called. And that is, it's like the San Francisco Rush 2049 game. It looks like it's in Tron. Oh, nice. That game is awesome with PSVR. Like, it is super fast. You're, like, take, taking these jumps, like, off levels. They can, If you look down, you can see through the ground. Like, your car has, like, a glass bottom. So you can actually see where you land. And I was like, this is gr- this is awesome. Uh, and the other thing I've been playing was No Limits 2. It's like a roller coaster simulator on Steam. Oh. And so that, does, you actually get to like ride the roller coaster? Yeah, that's what that's all it is. Oh, okay. You, you can build roller coasters and then ride them. Um, the UI and VR is terrible because the resolution is like too small. Like the font is too small. Right. And I can't figure out how to increase it. Um, but like the actual sensation of riding roller coasters is great. Like I had a friend try it and she freaked out like a minute in because she thought it's too because <laughs> she thought it's too fast. Oh, that's awesome. And you can also like add weather. Like you can do like snow effects or rain or like a thunderstorm. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Um, the thing I've been trying to do is to get Google Earth to run in VR. Uh, and it just I, to get these motion. Tr- controllers to work in VR on PC, I've had to buy two PS3 icon cameras and connect them to my PC. That sounds annoying. Because I can't use my webcam, because that just doesn't work, apparently. Right. And it only uses like, the PS3 iToy camera. So I'm having to string these things along my wall. Or I'm, you know, I'm different crap in my room, and I got one of them to, I got one controller to work, but it was such such a weird angle that I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, hey, at least you're getting it to work, right? Yeah, kind of. someone. There's a guy on YouTube that I, I need to bug bug soon because he's like the guy who got who got me interested in this in the first place. But I want to get Beat Saber to work on PC. And there's a game called uh, Audio Shield that I really want to try to also. I wish it was on... So, like, on, on PC, Beat Saber, you can pretty much play any song you want, right? Yeah, I think... Well, people... You can actually to make the level yourself, or you can like, download other people's levels. That's still fun, though. Yeah, well, Audio Shield is... You can plug in any song, and you have the two controllers, and... You know, one is one is your blue shield and one is your red, and like energy pulses come at you. You have to like guard against them with both shields. Yeah. So like red against red shields and or red against red shots and blue against blue. But that's that the sounds... one you can plug in any song in, and it works fine. That sounds fun, man. Yeah. I want to... <laughs> I'm a big rhythm game person, so I am all about. Yeah, I'll show you. The, I'll show you the song that looks cool, <laughs> but. Uh, and I've tried like a few other games. Uh, it's okay on PC, but I don't have a ton of VR games at the moment. Uh, I played Wipeout. 
on it, it's pretty good too. I enjoyed it. Uh, it really does feel like you're racing uh, that thing. And I have RE7. I haven't played it yet. So I don't have RE7 is the one I want to get. I took advantage of that sale and got it for fifteen 20. or. Oh yeah. Um. So <clears throat> I think that's it for the. Honestly, if you're waiting around for VR or. Uh, if it ever if it goes on a sale again, like maybe during uh, income tax time or whatnot, I would get it, <laughs> especially if it has those games on it, because uh, they're all good. It's Beat Saber, Astrobot, Moss, all worth uh, playing if you are if you have the the time worth spending in VR. Gonna, you and I got to try that Final Fantasy 15 VR fishing game. Yeah, I got to do. Th- I would say it is a lot of wires and stuff like that. Um, I know some people have a problem if you're using audio through, like, speakers or, like, have surround sound with having it connected still. So yeah, might want to check your your system with that. Um, aside from that, we've uh, both been playing three games that were... Um, so... Let me get uh, Y2K out of the way, and then we can talk about the other stuff here. Uh, games. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, Y2K is not be for everybody. I'm going to be straight up there because the main character is kind of obnoxious, uh, obnoxious, and he's a he's a hipster, and he's you may not make it anywhere close to where he starts sort of redeeming himself. So uh, there's so, times where if I wasn't reviewing the game, I would have turned it off. So it's get, a Scott Pilgrim RPG. <laughs> Sort of. Uh, the combat doesn't help either because you have to play mini games like uh, Paper Mario uh, with everybody and every single attack you have to do it so it's really slow. It sometimes it takes me like 10 minutes just to get through one battle. Um, and it, uh, it's like eventually you have to figure out how to use their skills because their attacks aren't strong enough and some of them are like so convoluted. It's like okay or just some of them is just like one of them i had to play pong and the control stick is very kind of janky and i'll go up and it goes all the way up and miss the ball (laughs) so and then it punishes you by not like the attack really does anything so then you have to spend five more minutes trying to beat the damn boss um the story is also weird like it gives an all this kind of sci-fi shit and like you know i'm fine with that because i like sci-fi stuff but if sci-fi is not your cup of tea that might get you off there as well um just some of the 90s stuff is also weird it's it's also based around the y2k thing that was was a real problem like my grandpa actually had i think he ate for two years off the food that he had stored in his basement for y2k afterwards uh but yeah i mean it's okay it's only twenty bucks, but maybe I'd wait for it to go on a sale or something. It's on the other all the systems except for Xbox One. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like I said, it's I I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. It's certain kind of people. I'd watch I'd watch some walkthroughs and see what you what you feel like with that. Uh both of us have been playing uh both of us play the Resident Evil two demo. Yep. Um I'd actually never played a Resident Evil game until I played that demo. I played through it twice. I beat it on the Xbox One with like eight minutes to spare. And I want to play Resident Evil 2 now. 
<laughs> so too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, no, but um, it's really good. I liked it. I like uh, just that it looks really good. Um, the shooting feels good. Um, the the story. I I never. I know you're a big fan of it. So, what do you think of? I played. I played it. I actually beat it the first time I played it with like six minutes to spare. But I was also kind of like looking around at everything because mm-hmm. that's a game I like distinctly remember playing as a kid, like much more than like Resident Evil One. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, I need to get the stupid spade key for this for this door and stuff like that. Uh, it was great, I thought. Like it looked fantastic. Uh, like I was at the point when I was a kid, I was like, I read the like Resident Evil Two novelization. Was it good? <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, it was totally yeah. different from the book from the games, but um, yeah, I thought everything worked pretty well. I'm sure every police station is is like that. It's, from, it's an old it's an old art museum. Yeah, it has you know weapon cars just laying around and yeah, all that. The, I totally yeah. skipped that room the second time. Like I went in and got the shotgun and all that, and I think that's what made it to where I didn't pass on PS4 because I spent a lot of time looking around and searching in rooms and stuff. Yeah, and, it was also funny yeah. that like people hacked the PC version so you can play forever. Or oh like, yeah, you know it's gonna happen. You can like spawn in different items. Like you can get to like the spade key like super quick, or just like oh, nice. it's in my inventory now. <laughs> So you're able to go in, like, rooms that... You're not supposed to? Yeah. Did stuff actually... Did, like, there they was, have zombies there in them? There stuff in there, but, I mean, at a certain point, you just run into assets, because right. the demo's only 8 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, I thought the zombies all... All looked... I mean, the game looks gorgeous. It's, like, really... I Anaya walked in at some point, I was like, No, no, no! go yeah. out i'm trying to kill this thing that looks terrible so yeah it's um i i had a couple of times where it it scared me a little bit so yeah. uh we're also both uh playing tales of Asperia, the definitive edition uh you're playing on pc i'm playing xbox one um you're further than i am but I, it it looks Heck of a lot better than I remember on the 360, obviously. But there's th- there's like a charm to those characters that I always that I like a lot. Like Repeat is he's he makes me laugh. Like every time he does the uh, where Estelle is happy about getting like the win or whatever at the end, and he just whines and she's like Repeat, God. and like I don't know why it makes me laugh all the time. But um, I mean. I'm for I'm at least three or four hours more than you are in that, yeah. those games. I'm at the point now where, like, Carol is trying like to get the Vesperia Guild started with okay. you know Yuri. Uh, I was gonna say, I got to like the new voice actor parts. The guy playing like Yuri is terrible. Ah, uh. and the the sad part is, I mean, they, they probably couldn't afford him, and that's why they did this. But, like, the guy playing Yuri was Troy Baker right. back in the day. Like, 
that dude is still working. And I think he put out a tweet saying, like, oh, I didn't even get asked to, like, come back for it. Because I think uh, he said, like, uh, I would have done it. Right. But the problem is he's probably too much. So. Yeah, I mean. Uh, well, the other two things I'll say is that game is very. It doesn't provide a lot of help. No, it doesn't. <laughs> as far as, like, telling you where to go. Like, there's a journal that kind of does it. But it's like, oh, go to this town. It's like, okay, where is it? <laughs> yeah, the map doesn't really tell you uh, yeah. where stuff is. And uh, the battle system is just weird. That's most Tales games. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm realizing I don't like... I just don't like how Tales games play. Because there are th- it's a 3D battle system, but it's on like it, it seems like it's on a 2D plane. Yeah. So you like hold hold like left or right, and your characters move left or right. Yeah. But if you, if you press up and down, they don't do anything, unless you're holding like a button down to like activate. Yeah, if you mode. hold right, you hold the free run button yeah. and lets you move around. It took me a while to like learn to do that, so I wouldn't just block and get hit, and then after that, it. Yeah, like, enemies like yeah. really like group around you and can like really screw you up if you if yeah like i'm thinking i compare it to like uh lost odyssey or not a lot Odyssey, uh eternal sonata or even like nini kuni 2 and it's like this did not age that well all made around the same i think made by the same people yeah probably uh, all right but yeah it's also fun to cheat in that game because i just got like infinite money now yeah, the money kind of gets broken pretty quick. Even where I am, I'm not having to... I could literally buy everything in one of those shops and still have a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh. But also, it's annoying that, like, you can only hold 15 healing potions. Yes, that what? is... What? Like, healing potions is something you should have, like, well, like 99 you, of. You can't, like, if someone uses it in your... In, in like, a battle, there's, like, a 2-second or 30-second wait timer for some, before someone else can use it. Yep. And I, I had to go back through in the options and, like, take it off cancel and it push the allow thing so it'll do it when I press the right stick. Yeah. That was a little annoying, but I think overall I like it. It's, I mean... I mean it's it's yeah. a certain, certain blast from the past, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, agree uh, on that one. Now I just need to get... Uh... Lost Odyssey and Eternal Sonata on PC. <laughs> I could see Eternal Sonata happening. Maybe. Yeah. If they want to go in the back catalog. I could see Microsoft doing Lost Odyssey on, like, Game Pass. Yeah, they'd fuck but it up. To... Um, and we're both playing Ice Combat 4. I played one mission. Yeah, I played two. Or Ice Combat 7, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, they talk a lot. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of story. Like the beginning, I'm just kind of like, okay, this is a longest position to get to the first mission. Yeah. I mean, I'm already kind of lost in the story. Are are you even playing as her? Because like, they don't. No, you're not. So what was the point of that then? Yeah, the, that, like the, yeah, the intro of the game is like this 
ten minute long video it seems like mm-hmm. of this woman talking about like her grandfather being a fighter pilot and she was like repairing this plane to like fly and then like eight years to freaking repair it and yeah she goes like the initial voyage and she gets shot down and then all the while you're uh, you're a, uh, a pilot named trigger you know actually doing like the ace combat shit of like shooting planes down and stuff and at the moment those stories aren't connected at all yeah i know they do at some point but apparently ace combat has like a history of the stories are just crazy yeah so uh like the flying feels good though um that's pretty all right you know it's it's responsive enough and it's not like a simulator game like it's very action or arcade oriented so yeah you can shoot the missiles and uh special weapons and all that stuff uh the vr by the way if you're when to get in a vr it's not like the whole game it's like three special missions that they made for vr yeah so just letting letting you know if you i haven't played it yet i I don't know if i will or not we'll see (laughs) but uh and it also doesn't really give you a lot of helpful tips either um kind of just tells you the basics and then it's like you figure out the rest all right uh anything else you want to uh let's see I played Titan Quest with a friend of mine on PS4. It's an old action RPG game. Uh, yeah, I just... I played some Overwatch to get a stupid skin. How was and that? It was fine. I got into a really good group today where we, like, we had like four victories in a row. I was shocked. Because normally I play like three or four rounds, I win one, and the other three are, like, complete failures. I stop playing and get pissed. Well. And, yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is not worth $30, let alone 60 <laughs> Yeah, wait till it's, like, 10 Yeah. Wait, wait till it's cheaper than Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then buy that one instead. There's that, too. Yeah, because... Well, the two funniest things about Shadow of the Tomb Raider are, it still has, uh, there's a character named Jonah from the first two games, mm. and in the second game, I thought it was, I thought it was like a African American guy, and and this one he's like, he looks like an Uso brother, he's like a Samoan, and I was like, well, I'm, li- I'm literally like, who the fuck is this guy? Like they call him Jonah, and he looks completely different. And I actually had to go on the Wikipedia page and like, oh no, it's the same character, like a voice by the same guy. And he looks completely different from Rise of the Terminator to this one. Uh, Wow. He literally has like an arm tattoo. And I'm like, what happened? Yeah. He also looks like 20 years younger. (laughs) Jeez. Why do they keep changing him? That doesn't make sense. Well, in the first two games, it kept him fairly the same. But this game uh, is a different comp- different developer. That still doesn't make sense why you change the way he looks, though. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, like, I think I showed you this in a video, but, like, in the intro of the game, Laura takes, like, the, you know, magical dagger and yeah. causes this earthquake in Mexico, like some Mexican island. And then, you know, she gets saved 
from like this tidal wave that has just like destroyed the place. And she's like, let's go. Let's find, you know, stop the evil bad guys. And Jonah's like, all right, uh, let's help these people first. And then we can go. And she's like, no, fuck that. Let's just go now. And it's like, wow, you're like the most selfish person in the world, aren't you? Jesus. Yeah. That does not make you uh, relatable at all there. Yeah. Well, like, I just want to punch you. Um, uh, I played most of that game while re-watching the Boondocks, and that was a lot more fun. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of punching, there was a lot of that in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, so, from this point on, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled of Dragon Ball Super Broly, you might as well just uh, check out. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to... Uh, hear more of us, you can always hit the subscribe button on Video Games to the Max or on uh, the whole WTO network. Visit that WTOnet.com. And yeah, hopefully we'll be back uh, next week where I swear from now on, no here. more missing weeks. <laughs> We're going to be doing this uh, weekly. So, yes, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh, what'd you think of that first, like, 30 minutes or so of, like, a prologue of basically retelling the Bardock story and all that. Yeah, the first 30 minutes are basically, like, they're all on Planet Vegeta. It's, like, wait, it's, like, you know, them as, it's all, like, King or King Vegeta and Bardock. Bardock is Goku's dad. And they're just, yeah, kind of going about their lives. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. fine. I, I like that setup more than the original movie. Yeah. Well, the original movie made a little more sense, though, in certain aspects. Well, but I feel like with the line that he says at the end where he's like, well, his whatever levels are also higher than the prince's, so he's just going to get sent off anyway. And that kind of justifies why he's doing it, aside from the whole, oh, I have a bad feeling. No, they literally said, "You mean you mean you mean Goku's power levels are right or Broly?" Okay, well Broly's Broly's are higher because they are higher. Yeah, but they sent. But he sent, does think, say that like he thinks because his levels, he's just going to be a lower class warrior or whatever. So why don't we just send him off where he'll yeah, be? Okay, yeah. Hey. Yeah. But like he had more motivation in the Bardock movie because he got infected with that like prophetic blood or whatever oh yeah that uh yeah I they kept a lot of that in though like i was surprised with how much they said toriyama like wrote this one but they kept a lot of from that movie well i had well you could really see that goku is superman from that from that sequence like almost yeah. directly <laughs> definitely I was kind of, I was shocked they kept, they referenced, uh, Vegeta's brother. Yeah, um, was it Tab- Tarble? Tabler? Tarble, yeah. Yeah, because he's not in Dragon Ball, like, the canon of Dragon Ball yet. Yeah. Because he was in, like, some movie that only came out in Japan. Um. Yeah, I was sitting there going, like, I've seen all the movies, I've never heard of friggin' Tarble. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, like, a few fan dubs on, like, YouTube. But it's also just subbed on YouTube. And, like, Tarble is, like, 
a weak like he's basically like a weakling character. Oh. He needs help with like he married some like alien woman. I think I think it's a woman. Not quite sure. <laughs> and he needs like his brother's help to like stop two aliens on his pl- on their planet. Like it's not like the deepest show. Yeah. But the uh, I did la the when they made him the the chibi characters. And Radis is like, what? you don't care about your brother either? He's like, oh, he got sent off in a pod? All right, whatever, he'll live then. <laughs> like, just... Yeah, that was a funny sequence, but I was wondering who that fourth Saiyan was. Because there was Vegeta, Raditz, Nappa, and a fourth guy. Yeah, I didn't and know I didn't who the fourth, who the fourth one is at all. Uh, you know, maybe the hills appear and be important or something. It's uh, they introduced some new characters, not that many, but obviously the one that's going to get talked about the most is Chi-Lai. Um, she'll also be like a people's latest, you know, let's best girl or whatever, you know, that they'll talk about. Um, I thought they had her like she was a good like motivating factor for uh to point Broly and try to point Broly in the direction that his father's abusive but obviously he has too much uh care for his dad not to you know go that route or whatever um it's cool that they kind of made her important by the end like i don't know if they're going to make it they're obviously going to make another anime um yeah but it was funny what uh, I think it was Jeffrey Harris said on my Facebook yeah. when he was like, I mean, I can I know why she's angry about Broly, but she also works for Frieza as a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but she kind of is done working for Frieza by deciding to go over there and be on Vampa, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I like the him. That was I. I kind of got sad with the whole uh, the dad cut off the ear of the freaking creature thing, and then he wears it like a sweater. Yeah, but it went nowhere. <laughs> like I thought, kind of. I kind of thought at the you know at the end the thing would sh- like the creature would show up. Yeah, and I, it didn't. <laughs> guess it means it's dead or whatever. But that's sad. Um, would you? Uh, what do you think about, like, Broly as a whole? Now, obviously, he's important now or, or whatnot, but you think, like, he's redeemed or... Well, he's much more... He's an actual character instead of, like, you know, some idiot yelling Kakarot all the time, like in the original movie. <laughs> uh, he was good. I'm sure they'll introduce him into actual Dragon Ball Super soon enough. Because I don't know... If they're going to redo what they did in Super already, like, re- basically redo the first movie, or this movie in Super. Yeah. Uh, and add, add stuff in, or... Yeah. My I going crazy, sorry. <laughs> I did like the ending with, um... Goku's like, oh, you can call me Kakarot. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like a ode to the old movie, which is fine. Like, uh... I'm glad they didn't forget that though. There's a lot, lot of parts that got kept uh, in from that, and then he kind of just expanded on and gave Broly a better backstory, which is 
the important part. Um, a lot of people weren't happy with uh, Gogeta being the one that killed, or not killed, but like ended the whole Threat. thing. Yeah. Well, who they want to be? Uh, they wanted Ultra Instinct Goku or. Nah. I'm fine I'm fi- with that. <laughs> I'm fine with it, number one, because it makes Gogeta canon. Number two, if they they teased it, right? Like, there's parts where you see him turning, like, the white, and then he does it, and he turns into blue. Yeah. But, because he doesn't have a hold on that power yet. So, I like the fact that they didn't just... We, I don't know how long after Super this is supposed to be, but, like, it's good that he... There's something he can go after Um, still. Yeah, they should have used that fusion dance during... Uh the tournament of power or whatever it was called the universe tournament. <laughs> I, it I li- against like, Durant, Duran. Yeah, it would have. And, uh, Vegeta, of course, being upset about having to do the dance was great. <laughs> I like that. Like, bro, it looked a lot deep. like go tanks though. No, too. that was the point. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Broly was just beating the shit out of, out of Frieza for like an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. <laughs> he just like last all the time. And like uh, Goku going into the ice like face first. That was pretty awesome too. Yeah, that first person <laughs> sequence is really good. Uh, the Broly's music like, is awful. Though. Like, oh, I love it. I love the music because it was like so cheesy. Like they're literally <laughs> cheating. literally changing Gogeta. Like a, some like uh, Gregorian Gregorian monks chanting it. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. This is so bad. Uh, Bulma wanting to... Bulma and Frieza basically having the same reason to get the Dragon Ball. So that was... Uh... It's like, just get a good cosmetic surgeon. It's cool. It, yeah, like... Uh, and apparently, like, nobody can beat Whis, I guess. Because he just... He was yeah, just... That, he's supposed to be, like, the strongest character in the... You know, in the universe. Yeah, he was just laughing while Broly was attacking and what it was like. All right, I guess that's that's a thing. I, I did like how he protected Bulma though. Like that was kind of yeah. cool. Like I well, like how, I, I like the relationship between you know Beerus and Whis and like Bulma. Like they like her, <laughs> and that's kind of about it. Yeah, it's like okay, Bulma can make fun of us or whatever, but anybody else, Destroyer God comes out. It's like. But then Beerus is, he gets left as a babysitter, so that's... I mean, the only real problem with the movie is there wasn't enough bingo dance in it. Yeah, but I guess that's also the uh, Dragon Ball's kind of ending things. It's just, like, so Dragon Ball. Well, also, I, like, don't they get two wishes out of those balls now? That's what I thought, too. Didn't they change that? Because it, it's, those aren't the original balls. Those are like the Dende made balls. And it was supposed to be like you get two wishes. Yeah, exactly. And it's supposed to be quicker, like a quicker time frame or like recharge rate. Uh, and something else. I think like, I don't think you can bring back like the same person if they died. Over yeah, you over. can't. Exactly. You can't bring back the same person if they died once and everybody got resurrected with the Dragon Balls. Um, I, I do miss Beerus during that part because Shenron always gets like. Freaks out. out. <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, I really like the one sequence where they did the Gallic gun and Kamehameha. Oh, at the same together. time. That was, that awesome. was like 
straight out of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, really? Like the same. It was CGI, and you could tell it was because it was right. higher quality than anything else. And they did that yeah. like, camera shift where it's like, this is all 3D, and this looks awesome. Overall, I thought the movie was really, really good. Worth seeing if you can. I don't know how much longer it's going to be in theaters, but yeah, me and my friends definitely saw go it check it out Thursday because it doesn't. I don't think it'll be in theaters that long, but it made a ton of money. Yeah, it made seven million on the first day. Yeah. yeah, I saw it Saturday, and there was people really excited at certain parts. <laughs> so, how how full was your theater? It was pretty full. It was See, me, and my friend saw it, me and my friend saw it Thursday at, like, 3.30, so that might be why, but we had, like, 10 people in the theater, and that was it. Oh, it, we, I saw it on Saturday at 7 o'clock. It was full. Oh, yeah. So, and this is not, like, a major chain. This is, like, the chain that's by my house. That, so. Yeah, this was in, I mean, this was AMC. Like, just, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, the movie has made almost $70 million. And yeah, wow. nine million to make. So they quadrupled that already. Yeah, they're gonna be making that more a more a different Dragon Ball movie real quick. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the way they left it with Broly, I mean, they've either got to make another anime or they got to make another movie, and then Frieza as well with his. Also, they never really explain why Frieza or not. I mean, why Broly goes nuts. His dad died. No, no, I mean. And just in general. Yeah, the, because he doesn't know how to control it, control his power, and and like become Super Saiyan. He just uses the Great Eight power and freaks out or whatever. That's sort of the gist that I got. Like he yeah. goes from normal to Great Eight, but he turn hair turns green instead. <laughs> yeah, but even like before he freaked out, like he was still pretty out of control. Yeah. I guess maybe they'll ex- explain that more as he, like, trains with Goku or whatever. Yeah. And I think there was something else. Uh... No, I guess... Oh, it was weird at the end, like, the big battle sequence, because they're fighting in Antarctica. Yeah. And Goku gets thrown through, like, the volcano, or, like, through the, you know... I think him right. and Broly, like, fight to, like, lava... And it calls the volcano to spawn, and then at the end it just goes back to normal. Yeah, it's like, like they went through this like kaleidoscope of like time or whatever, and then it just they go back to the or, the normal setting. <laughs> why didn't Goku just grab a hold of Broly, instant transmission his ass back somewhere? Yeah, that I didn't understand either. But yeah, you know, sometimes Dragon Ball does the harder thing because. Common sense is would make the movie end like thirty minutes yeah, earlier. So that'd be a lot, that'd be, that'd be a lot more funny. Because <laughs> when I took Anaya, she never she's watched some of like the old Dragon Ball Z with me a few times, um, but like she was watching the movie and she was like, "So does the main part of the movie the fighting?" Yeah. And I, <laughs> well, I, took, I was with my friend and she's, I mean, more of an ardent Dragon Ball fan than I am. Yeah. Uh, and she didn't like the movie that much at all. Like, she thought it was fine. But she, right. you know, she was just like, oh, is this going to be fighting for, like, the last 45 minutes? And I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, like, what do you want? I mean, you got a longer story than you probably would have gotten in any of the animes in the first 30 minutes, so they had to do the fighting in the last, like, 45 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I, I thought for the most part you got a lot of story in there, you know, so. I thought uh, it was probably on par with the Battle of the Gods movie. And better, like, better than the Frieza movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. Sorry, now, it's like 2 in the morning, so... Now bring up I the am. Android 21 movie. What? Would not be surprised. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So, ending it here with uh, games coming out uh, this week. Of course, the big one on Friday, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Is happening PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Um, Senran Kagura Burst Renewal, which I'm waiting to find out if we're getting a code for that or not. Uh, PS4 and PC. Um, at Sundown Shots in the Dark, which is like a multiplayer shooter games coming to all the systems. I'm sure. Uh, uh, oh, what's her name on the site? like that. Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Life is Strange Season 2, Episode 2 comes out on the 24th to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, I'm just going to wait till all the episodes come out at once and then play it. Uh, it seems like there was a really long delay between that and Episode 1. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to get them all out in the rest of the year or not. Yeah. <laughs> the way that they're going. Uh, Future Grind, which is like a like motorcycle and you get to jump around and do cool it's not tricks there's like actually like sort of feels like Mega Man but on a motorcycle uh that's on all the systems too uh Sonar Beat is on PC and Jack's Quest Tell of the Sword which is like a platformer is on all the systems uh as well and Tales of Heroes which is on all the systems is also or not it's not a Tales game it's like Heroes something Heroes Trials, sorry. Aren't you forgetting the other big game on Friday? Uh, or did you, did I just zone out? No, because Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts is on Tuesday next week. No, it's... 29th. Oh. No, okay. Japan is getting it on Friday. Oh, okay. I said, yeah, 25th. we don't... That's, yeah. Yeah, because I asked off on the 29th, so I could play it all day. Uh, also the Devolver Digital Piku Niku game, which looks like Cubert with legs walking around doing stuff. Uh, it's kind of cool if you want to check that out on Switch. So, and also the Raven Remastered, if for some reason you want to play that on Switch, you can play it on <laughs> Switch too. Don't. It's bad. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's it for us this time. Um, the schedule I'm trying to aim for is like Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, to do this weekly. So next week we'll be talking Resident Evil 2 remake and whatever other, uh, stuff is happening, uh, in the news by then. If you, and more of a spirit talk as well. If you liked what you heard, you can always hit subscribe. Uh, the WTO Network or Video Games to the Max. Go check out all the sites, Last Word on Life, Forum Mania, uh, 
Larry, I hope you feel better from your big surgery that uh, you're yeah. having to deal with. And uh, W2Net.com as well. And, yeah, just keep supporting, keep enjoying your games, and we'll see you uh, next week, everybody. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Here today, gone. Today? The pace of change can be confusing. Then again, it can be inspiring. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you build the self-confidence and decision-making skills it takes to thrive on change. Fight change with change. Go. Start by going to hbs.me slash go. That's hbs.me slash go.